0: Healthcare needs to change, and people need to understand the scope of what therapists can do and how they can lead the change as movement professionals to help decrease healthcare costs and to show that there's a ton of value in what we do and that there's multiple avenues that these things can be done, and it's not just through an insurance-based setting. Welcome to Training Room Talk, powered by Precision Performance Physical Therapy. Here we will discuss all things related to physical preparation, including rehab, performance, and education.
1: Welcome back to the Training Room Talk podcast powered by Precision Performance Physical Therapy. My name is Dr. Max LePage, and I am here with Dr. John Herding. Hey guys, how are you doing? And today we're gonna be doing the Part two or the second interview with the therapist here at Precision Performance. So we already had an episode with Troy and now we're bringing in the, the big gun. So we got John, the owner um, of Precision Performance, and we're going to get to know him a little bit. So like we said with the Troy interview, um, we want you guys to come in with some sense of, you know, who are these guys that are going to be evaluating me and helping me get back to my sport or helping me get back to whatever aspect of my life that I feel like I'm not able to do so we're trying to even the playing field that we know you real well after the evaluation but we want you to know us to some degree too so um, John if you want to just start with some kind of um, a little bit about yourself your background what got you into the field just the basic stuff
0: yeah, thanks, Max. It's it's a little different being on this side of the microphone, um, but I'm actually kind of enjoying it. Um, yeah, so basically, I um, was actually, I was like the classic case of early special specialization and specialized pretty early um, playing soccer, um, decent enough at an early age that that was just the sport that I stuck with and ended up carrying that through high school and and college where I played a little bit. And then through college, I Tore my ACL um, end of freshman year, Um, came back, played the next three seasons, but then first league I joined after college, I I toured again, and that was kind of the end of my career. Um, But that's what gave me my first foray into physical therapy um, after that first ACL tear. Um, And being in the training room, taking care of that, that's where I rehabbed at school for the most part. And... Um, I enjoyed being in the training room, going through the rehab process, um, and you know that's when I really started to think about this would be a, a good career because I, I didn't see myself I, I still wouldn't be able to sit behind a desk all day. Um, I would go crazy. Um, so so it became an option, and then as I worked through my undergrad with exercise and sports science, um, you know I. I it just became more apparent that it was something I wanted to get into. And I didn't necessarily want, um, strength and conditioning hours. And, and that was, um, through my undergrad experience, that wasn't even something that the professors who are more health and wellness through the lifespan oriented, like ACSM, American college of sports medicine guidelines. Um, that was what they championed. Um, I graduated from a division three school or sinus college in 2006. Um, so at that time, Division three schools didn't have strength and conditioning coaches. Um, if the team coach had you on a strength and conditioning program, uh, you were lucky. But they didn't really monitor it a ton. Soccer players are notorious for not really training anyway. Um, but so so my experience through undergrad, there wasn't really a, a huge strength and conditioning opponent, It was more component. It was more lifespan wellness, um, and then that's kind of where I went through. Um, after graduation, that was that's where I searched out jobs because I, I didn't really think about strength and conditioning at a, at a university or a school. Um, so I got a job as the wellness coordinator for Johnson and Johnson in one of their employee gyms, and it was still more of a lifespan wellness um, focus, where we're kind of managing the gym and the programs to help you know um, decrease cardiovascular conditions and promote. Um, general wellness. We were writing programs for the people and uh, for the employees, and teaching um, group exercise type classes as well. Um, and I did that for three years before, really, you know, going through that, it it kind of solidified. Yeah, definitely, physical therapy is where I need to be. And then, even in down times in that job and off hours at home, I was trending more towards reading strength and conditioning stuff from like Mike Boyle and Eric Cressy and. Um, you know, going down those rabbit holes and paths and bringing that into some of the programs I was writing for the employees and um, then understanding more about what strengthening conditioning looks like in college settings and professional settings and going down that path. And so going into PT school, I knew that was where I kind of wanted to continue to look into um, furthering my career and working with active individuals and athletes, as opposed to working in a hospital or a a nursing home or any of that kind of stuff. Um. Um, So I think
1: that that's probably a relatively common story, especially for people in the performance PT realm where you come to, and I was talking about the same thing with Troy, you come to a crossroads where you're like, okay, do I want to be a strength conditioning coach? Or do I want to go to PT school and be more on the medicine side, and then maybe I can or can't find a way to blend the two, or, or you know get that niche um, in between the two? When you were working for those three years, what were what was the the thing that was driving you to look more towards like injury and physical therapy? Was it the fact that you didn't necessarily like what you were doing there, or did you just feel like you had
0: more that you wanted to kind of explore? I think it was more that I could explore, and um, I liked helping people, and I, maybe I felt like I could have more of an impact with helping people through injury. Um, and you know, I, I think when people came in with a, a knee knee pain, and you could kind of prescribe exercise to help get them out of the knee pain, it's like, oh, I need to know a little bit more about this. and even back what 2006 through nine when I was at the job, like foam rolling had just come Mm. onto the scene, right? (laughs) And there was like this magical tool foam rolling and you put someone on it and it was, oh, I feel so much better. And like now foam rolling is commonplace, right? right? But 14 years ago it was just becoming this like amazing tool. and even just showing someone how to foam roll their hip and their quad and they're like, Oh, I, like actually feel good. My mobility's better and my knee pain's gone. I'm like, wait, there's something more to this than, um, yeah. so, so then it was like, all right, I have to explore PT school. Um, you know, I thought about it in undergrad. I took the science classes to kind of go down that path because in exercise science, it was either you kind of go through the phys ed teacher route or you go into like the more science-based medical route because, Um, and so I I knew that I didn't want to be a phys ed teacher necessarily so I did take the science classes to prepare me Um, but then working with general pop it was like I need to understand some of this stuff a little bit more yeah I mean that makes sense and I again I think that that
1: probably is a sentiment that's shared by a lot of PTs out there Um, in terms of your own injuries when you had them you were obviously treated by a physical therapist did you feel like those injuries were or those experiences in pt were positive and that's what pushed you in that direction or did you walk away from your own rehab and think like i feel like i could have done more or i feel like i wasn't managed in the way that i wanted tell me a little bit about your experiences as a patient and how that went what did you think about them
0: I mean, I didn't really know any better at the time. Um, I, the rehab I got was fine. It was okay. good. I, I would have, looking back now and with my education, I would have done things definitely differently, but the rehab I got was fine. I played three more years, no injuries, and I was it was fine. Um, but I enjoyed the setting of being in the training room going through that process. Um, I definitely could have personally done things a little bit more, like gotten to the gym more, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, but... Um, I I was, like, being in that setting, um, but then, of course, there's the component of as you explore a little bit more and understand what certain health professions like strength coaches and athletic trainers and physical therapists and the disparity in wages there, um, that definitely came into play a little bit. Like, the disparity in wages, the disparity of hours, typically you're working, um, that definitely came into play as you're making a decision as well. Right. Um, And so you obviously went to PT school. You went to Widener,
1: Mm -hmm. right, for PT school. Um, And then ever since then, you've been teaching to some degree at Widener as an adjunct, right, assisting with some of that stuff over there. Mm -hmm. Um, So I imagine Widener was a fairly good experience for you as a student. But in terms of your experience just with PT school as a whole, um, from the perspective of someone who is balancing strength coach versus PT school, and then you get to PT school and they're training you to be A generalist right who could either walk into a hospital or walk into a regular outpatient ortho clinic and treat in both of those settings what was your experience or your perspective going through PT school and what would be I don't know maybe some of the takeaways from you that if you could go back you would have told yourself keep this in mind or you know search on these avenues to kind of satisfy or quench the thirst for the performance side so talk a little bit about PT school and what that experience was
0: like yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a different experience, and maybe you can speak to this, Max. I, having the three years out and being a little bit mature, um, I think I was able to manage my time a little bit more in PT school where it wasn't super overwhelming. So I, I could still read things of interest in strength and conditioning while managing, you know, studying for a test and, and the rigors of PT school. Um, if I would have gone through right out of undergrad, I think that would have been definitely different. Um, but having that prior experience where having um, been able to understand some of the exercise component that we were then learning about in PT school, like those classes, being okay in those classes allowed me to explore things outside of class that otherwise maybe some other students that didn't have the experience or the exercise science background couldn't explore. Right. Um, and then, so you've since gone on you've obviously continued to teach
1: at Widener. How's it been working with students who don't necessarily have the performance background or who, um, you know, they're going through school and they're not being exposed to a lot of that information and their thought processes might be different from your own. How has it been going back and teaching um, the new students?
0: Yeah, so I, I think we see a lot of students that say they want to work exactly where I am, like with athletes, with active individuals, but they have zero background in coaching and understanding how's, how that works, right? So they're just they're just late to the party. And my advice is always maybe start coaching now, get a personal training job, or start reading these people. And it's the leaders in the field, like your Cressies and your Boyles and whoever else you want to drop in there, right? Um, sometimes we get the feedback, well, PT school is too much. I don't have time to do that. And that's fine. You're just going to need, once you graduate, those are the paths you're going to have to follow. Mm-hmm. Um uh and i I think some of it depends on like how driven are you to make your goal a reality as well um like i i still work through pt school personal training people and i still read that stuff and i still um did well with the rigors of what's expected from getting through the curriculum as well um some people they that's it's enough for them to get through pt school and then they have to explore that path afterwards and that's fine um just you're gonna have it, it might take you a little longer to get your dream job where i feel like i had my dream job coming right out of school mm. which which was awesome and and i understand that's rare um but so trying to the, the those kids that ask the the students that ask me those questions it's this is what you should be doing whether you start it now or you feel like you need to get to pt school before you start it, it's fine just Understand that your path might be a little bit longer, mm-hmm. and so obviously, ultimately,
1: you know, you started in a, a dream job or in a setting that you really enjoyed, and then now you, in the last you know year, have decided to create precision um, and be your own boss, and now be our boss. Um, what what has inspired that shift? And then at the same time, um, what are some of the values that you feel like you're bringing into the company of precision to set a good culture and to make this the dream job for other folks or um, the place that should be selected for an athlete to come get their treatment?
0: Yeah. Um, So I think healthcare needs to change, and people need to understand the scope of what therapists can do and how they can lead the change as movement professionals to help decrease healthcare costs and to show that there's a ton of value in what we do and that there's multiple avenues that these things can be done, and it's not just through an insurance-based setting. Um, our clinic takes insurance. We probably always, to some degree, will take insurance to help expose people to um a good quality service that they understand what physical therapists actually do besides just stretching and um, straight leg raises, um, because our scope of our our scope and our education and and provides us the opportunity to provide so much more than that, and and so much of what people's perception of what therapists do is that, right? So in in starting precision, it's okay. How do we show people the value that therapists have? to keep them active through injury, to make sure that they continue to live life, to be able to play with their grandkids, get up and down off the floor, to throw a baseball at high levels, or play a sport, any sport at a high level, um, working through the injury, with again, without losing any of their performance, um, you know, uh, training, right? Um, that's where physical therapists, with this it's, it's that understands multiple worlds in human performance, can come and, and be the leaders that guide this process for individuals. Um, and it's it's not just even high performing athletes. It's again like getting up and down off the floor for grandmother and grandfather. It's um, how can they continue to live their best life um, deep into ages where people traditionally say, "Well, I'm just old. I can't do that stuff." Well. Right. You should be able to do it, and we shouldn't just um, – we, we shouldn't let age dictate how we function going on later in life.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, and I and I think therapists can guide that through the – and you're seeing this now, Max, with – they can guide that through in-person visits where maybe we get hands on people. But therapists should do have the skills to be able to um, guide through – Video sessions and telehealth, or they should be able to write programming that fosters getting better um, through injury remotely, right? Um, or a hybrid of all of that, and and we're in a unique profession that can guide people through that change to help save people from surgeries, help save healthcare costs as far as multiple copays and multiple visits and MRIs and X-rays and all of these things that people have just become. Accustomed to doing, and they're, you know, like, we can save you this money. We can save the healthcare system money. We can save you time. Um, You just need to be guided in the right directions by the right people. Absolutely. Um, Awesome. So let's let's
1: close this out. I want to um, give you an opportunity because when patients come in, right, they fill out an intake form. They fill out forms that have their name, their email their address their insurance information and then they fill out typically an outcome measure right so now we know their personal information we know what's bothering them what they're limited in doing um, and they know nothing about us as, a, as an individual or as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the next few minutes, give me some insight on what you would want a patient to know about you before they come into the interaction so we can kind of level the playing field here. You guys each have some baseline understanding of this is where this person's come from, this is what their life has been like, this is what they're interested in doing, and this is what they do on a recreational basis. Mm-hmm. And then um, that's the, the person I have in front of me who's gonna help me out with my injury. So give us the personal side.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, one of the main reasons we got here is I, I, I'm here for you. Like, we're here to provide your support system. Um, hopefully, we can be the people that guide you in the right direction. But if not, it's okay for any of our therapists to guide you to someone that could do a better job than us if their specialty is something else. Like, our goal is to support you and make sure you get the help that you need. If it's us or if it's someone else, um, we want. I, I want you to know that we value education, um, because you're putting your health in our hands. So education for us is always going to be a number one priority, us teaching, um, to spread the word and help better, um, the therapy and healthcare professions is always going to be something that we do because we want to support you both through providing top level care because we are, um, making that our priority. And then, um, we want to make sure that we're supporting other up-and-coming therapists to to provide that same care to you know your your kin. Um, but we we will do everything we can to make sure that you're supported through the process because we understand most of the time people don't want to be in therapy. Um, but any um, any way that I can help people, any way that I can support them, um, and that's evident a lot of times like people have my cell phone number. It's that's just part of it sometimes. Um, Sometimes to, to our own detriment, like we're, we're answering emails all the time and text messages and all that kind of stuff. So I guess it's that personal relationship building, the fact that we're here to support you and we want you to feel supported, that you know that there's someone always in your corner um, to help guide you through whatever injury you may be
1: dealing with. Uh, John, I have one last question for you. I, I, Troy admitted to me something. And he he admitted that you guys peer pressured him into trying to survive and endure a fitness program that is just built to, to crush your soul, um, and that is called Mass. Now, I understand from my end that that's something that all employees at this point need to go through in order to be accepted among their peers here. Um,
0: Did you complete the program? Did you survive it? And what are your thoughts? Shout out to Dr. Pat Davidson. This is a reference to his program. He has Mass 1 and Mass 2, which are meant to tear you down, (laughs) break you apart. But from my understanding, Troy's pretty happy with the results at this point. Um, Yes, so I have done. I did Mass 2 and then Mass 1 um, back to back. So a total of Mm. 32 weeks, I think. I think they're both 16-week programs. and, yeah, I mean, I think as a leader trying to show these young folk the way, um, I have – I'm 36. So how many years do I have on you, Max? 11. I think it's about the same for yeah. Troy. <laughs> I think if I'm able to endure the 32 weeks, then I, I do think it should be an expectation for both you and Troy to go through it as well. That That is fair, and, John, you have certainly led
1: um, us in a proof of – the endurance and the resilience that you can get uh, even as you get into your later years and you're you're hitting the peak probably right now of your prime, but So you've certainly been a leader in that sense and you are absolutely a leader in the profession in terms of creating a culture and creating a company that supports the performance-based physical therapy world and the merging and blending of all of the various professions that can support athlete development and athlete rehab. Um, So for that, I thank you. And for everyone out there who's listening, hopefully this helps get you to a point where you understand a little bit more about who these guys are who are um, you know, attempting to make your life better and attempting to help you um, get back to a place where you are pain-free, you're moving well, and you're performing at the highest level that you wish to be. So I wanna say thank you for listening. Um, hopefully you have a good understanding of who we are and we will continue to um, support the process. If you want to reach out um, to either myself or to John, um, you can contact us. Obviously we're on social media at at Precision Performance Physical Therapy, and John, where can people get in touch with you or find you?
0: Yeah, first, Max, thank you for those kind words. Um, We're all going to move forward together, and hopefully we can all kind of continue to be leaders in the profession. Um, But yeah, I'm John Herding underscore DPT on Instagram, and I think Jonathan Herding on Facebook, and PrecisionPerformance.pt is the company uh, handle on Instagram as well. Perfect, and then anyone else who wants to
1: follow me can follow me at maxlepage.dpt on Instagram. We appreciate you guys listening and we will talk to you guys on the next episode. Thanks.
0: Did you know, we now offer personalized remote programming, one-on-one video telehealth sessions, and mentorships for both students and professionals. If you're interested in any one of these, please email john at j-o-n at precisionperformancept.com and he can help you get started today.